Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of pleasure. Our pleasure also of all the great things that you can eat your way through New Orleans doing. And we invite you to do that. That's the whole idea of our program. We've been at this for 32 years. Hard to believe. But here we are. I'm uh, here with Marianne, who hired me for this job back 30-something years ago, and we've had a f- lot of fun doing it ever since. We'd love for you to have some fun, too. Uh, where have you been eating lately? We'd love to hear from you. 260-6368. 260-6368. If you were listening before the news, we had a truly wing- winging out the, out the back door and uh, disrupting everything. Uh, a, a question that we couldn't get an answer to, and it was about a dish that had been created at Arno's actually before the time when Arno's had been taken over, but, well, ha, still was owned by... It was by, in its darkest days. It was in its darkest days is exactly right, and it was in bad shape. And I went there, and it was so pathetic. I mean, I, I, it's very vivid in my mind. But they finally, uh, it, it was sold to a guy who was very smart and who came in and, and redid it. But this dish has always rattled in my mind. Uh, and I couldn't at first remember the name of it, but it, oh, during the news break, I did succeed in doing this. We and, uh, tore the place apart. A little apart. bit of cl- applause here on that, would you please? Thank you. Hello? Okay. All right. The name of the dish was... Ro- Drum roll, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, the name of the dish was Rourke, oh, excuse me, Rock Garnish. Oh, wait, wait. Let's, let me start over again. Um, Rock Cornish Game Hen Flambe a la Twelfth Night. A, a la Twelfth Night. That was uh-huh. it. Let's say it one more time just for the heck of it. Rock, cr- <laughs> Rock Cornish. <laughs> let's see if you can say it. Go ahead. Rock Cornish Game Hen Flambe a la Twelfth night, mm-hmm. and to prove to you <laughs> that, that it was was absolutely for real, and their menu had some other things like this. I hold in my hand a little restaurant guide that was put out by Jack Duarte, who was good in the, grief, Tom. Where do you get all this stuff? He was uh, Jack Duarte is now an uh, an author of adventure uh, novels. Uh, novels, yeah, he's he's in California, been there a long time. Anyway, he was a pretty good friend of mine, and uh, he wrote about restaurants a bit. I would say a lot of people would not exactly like the way he did it, but it, it was it was credible. And uh, anyhow, uh, they, he, this thing was came out in, well, let me look. It looks like so, a missile. 1976. It looks and like an old Catholic con- missile. Kind of it does, yeah. It's the, yeah. Uh, it's the fleur de lis. Exactly exa- no, it's exactly the right size for a little missile. Well, yeah. Okay, so it says down at the bottom here, specialties that we recommend. So here's Jack Duarte's own restaurant guide to prove that the one we just said does really exist, or did anyway. Uh, He recommended, number one, 
Troutman year. We knew that. Number two, French horn bread. That was that, that unusual kind of bread. They called it. There was another name for it. It was uh, uh, that, that funny kind of bread. It had a cornucopia. No, if anybody remembers that, that old style kind of, it was like French bread, but it was more circular. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but, and then finally, number four, the dish that he recommended, which at that Drum time. Roll, Doug. Which at that time did not appear on the menu, but they still had it. Uh, in no, Rock Cornish Game Hen Flambe. There it is. Right there. <laughs> right there on the menu. Thank so you, Doug. I think I'm not kidding. You know, there we go. Oh, my gosh. The pressure is now off. Uh, Here, here's it. That's, that's a picture of Jack. It's, uh, like a, it's like a pressure cooker. Well, we Jack don't Dorothy. actually have a webcam, Tom, so only I can see that. And all I have to say is please put that away. <laughs> It's a silly little book. No offense, but anyway, zero six three six eight is the number. I want to wait. I want to get to what I found while we were excavating the, the office. One, 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 uh, one more second here. Uh, it's this, back. This the little, missile is back. This little book uh, came out for two ninety five. Uh, really? Guide. I wouldn't have paid two ninety five for that. Anyway. Guide to uh, New Orleans cuisine <laughs> and dining, and uh, this here's Jack Duarte. Yes, thank you. Okay. Now and then. Oh, but over here in this corner, this is, who do you think? It was, no kidding. Uh, Tom, there is no webcam here, so no one can see what you're doing. It's um, The well, only one that's interested is the dog panting alongside mm, you. It's, uh, it's uh, okay. Jimmy Brennan. Ah, gosh, he, okay, he, he, wow. He worked for, well, he yeah, was Yeah, he was good friends with him, yeah, I remember that. And, and they were actually in the wine business together, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, Doug, Doug went and got Chef Andrea. Thank you, Doug. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> Hi, Chef. Thank you for Hi, saving Andrea. us. How are you, Marianne? Saving me, yeah. What a beautiful, Mary and Tom, oh, good what afternoon. what a beautiful morning. Absolutely. Well, uh, welcome to uh, the show. Hey, did you enjoy uh, that event on Friday with the the thunder and the Thursday. rain? Thursday. Thursday, sorry, not last week. Oh uh, man, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, it was quite a party. This was being it was, put on. It was uh, a shame. Center. Beautiful a party. Beautiful yeah. party, but unfortunately this year it not was like a disaster. That. Yeah, they should have done it before. You know, they should have done something. They knew the rain was going to come, and uh, poor yeah. guys out there. Oh well. All the vendors, you know, all the restaurants got soaking wet, and uh, but finally they yeah. made the issue inside. But anyhow, it yeah. still was a great party, and it was uh, a good party. Yeah, it's a wonderful. So we're well, glad to see you there, and uh, it's a good cause for the children, and I'm glad the money stays here, you know, and uh, it's really wonderful. So a lot of people, a lot of wonderful people, great, mm-hmm. great people, uh, great wines. By the way, they were good, some good wine this time. And uh, the group, the Speaking of great. wines, did you bring back wine, or did you just do your harvest, and now the wine is being made for this year for your personal label? I got, I got uh, last year just came in our our private label, as you know. I make my own wine, and uh, we just got the wine in uh, the twenty first, twenty fourth of September. Uh, oh, the wine okay. from last year, the harvest from last year. So this oh. year, when we went this year, we did. Um, Harvest the grapes, so it's going to be for next year. And uh, it was a great, great year, great, uh, good, good vintage. So 
Uh, people, by the way, they love the red wine, they love the white wine. We got a lot of successful response, and uh, it's it's unique, as you know, in uh, New Orleans, in Louisiana, uh, because I'm the only one, um, as far as I know, restaurateur here in uh, Louisiana, make own wine uh, that we serve to our guests here for lunch and dinner, breakfast if they want. And um, there's really wonderful Falangina, which is a beautiful, crispy white wine. It's a light color we call Pallerino. Pallerino is like a hazy straw, but just ace uh, color. Uh, good finishing, uh, nice apple slider, uh, really wonderful, wonderful uh, white wine for, you know, for New Orleans. It's perfect. Yeah. And uh-huh. then the red wine is 100% Pieri Rosso. Pieri Rosso is a wonderful grapes of wine that goes on in that region, like Campania region. It's a very small but very rich a volcanic soil, and we make this a Yannico uh, wine. And it's absolutely, mamma mia, I was standing, I gave it to somebody the other night to a guest, and they said, oh, my God, where can I buy a bottle? I said, well, you can buy it right here in Andrea, because it's only in Andrea. Uh, we don't sell nowhere else, you know, in the store, because that's not that much. But uh, you can get, get it there, there, right? You can have it there? Here in Andrea, yeah, only yeah. in Andrea. Yeah. Uh-huh. But not okay. in the store. It's not in yeah. the store, you know, right. like uh, Dorniak, Martin Wantella, Zupardo, yeah. all, all the major stories like Rouse's, not, nothing like that. Yeah. So just here, Andrea. So it's a very, very unique boutique wine, and I recommend very highly. If you come the way it does, mm-hmm. just will shame on them, but I should also recommend to taste yeah. a little bit and see if you like it, because really a lot of people say, wow. It is good. It's, it's really it's, good. It's hey, yeah. can, I, can, can I stop you for a second here? Sure. Just to just to uh, to get some use, useful uh, information for everybody listening to us now, uh, what do you plan for the week? I know you always have special menus going on, and we do. And uh, I just thought I would jump the gun here and and have you tell us uh, what you have planned for lunches or dinners or brunch or whatever it is, because I know you do all of that. Every day, yeah, every uh, day we do all special as far as. All the, the food in season we serve at Andrea. Uh, right. right now, this uh, the eggplant is so beautiful. We have a wonderful eggplant pumpkin cheese soup. It's uh, really one of our guest favorites. And then the other way, we make our own pasta. Everything fresh from scratch every day. We make this wonderful tortellini. It's a, a tortellini, as you know, it's like a, a head from the monk um, priest, you know. And uh, it's a really nice, wonderful shape of pasta. We toss it with a little touch dry shallots, a little touch of garlic. And the saute with the prosciutto di parma import from Italy, a little touch of the uh, uh, peas, and we lightly saute a little t- touch of white wine, and then a little touch, uh, we got several bread, a little touch of cream, and uh, toss the tortellini cooked, that's all then dente, toss together a little touch of a Reggiano, Parmigiano Reggiano import from Italy, and serve it. It's really a nice, wonderful, great dish. But if you don't like capriccio sauce, we do the meat sauce. It goes very well with that, too. Bolognese, salsa la bolognese. Mm-hmm. And then this time of year, I like a nice, wonderful pork shank osso buco, which is a wonderful hind shank of the pork, lightly um, braised and um, coated in orange juice. And we serve with a great homemade fresh pasta angelier. And then, of course, Tom, as you know, Marian, we have a wonderful rotisserie. It will make this good, great, great, wonderful, crispy, crispy duck, maple leaf duck, on the uh, spit in our rotisserie, and we serve with a great orange sauce, a la orange, mm-hmm. because right now this season, in my backyard, I have two trees, orange trees. They are full of oranges, 
and I used to, to make the sauce. So mm. I brought salsa lemon the other day. I brought some wonderful lemon uh, from my tree. The nice and going beautiful, ripe it. And also I have a lot of grapefruit this time of the year on the, my backyard in, in the house. So here, mm-hmm. not far from here in Madrid, I've been living here for about uh, 43 years since I came in town. Um, my first place was uh, off Bonneville, and then I bought my house in here. And then, of course, uh, we have many other dishes like the uh, uh, great, great uh, yeah, look, deal. Me, uh, can I ask you about a couple more because we've been uh, talking about this this morning, and we thought uh, you, you, you in particular, would uh, be interested in this. Uh, you ever get, you ever get squab in the restaurant? Squab? Yes, I did it, and uh, yeah. I was getting before, but unfortunately, yeah. not too many people. Um, Go for squab. Yeah, and, no, uh, I love it. It's my favorite Oh, I do bird. too. I, I, I yeah. love squab. The same day with uh, pheasants. Uh, no, well, that next was the month. next thing I was going to ask you, uh, yeah. whether you ever got pheasant. But that's always yeah, in a December, wild That's a wild Yeah, in December, bird, I use your future for the uh, special menu we do at Andrea. Um, also, don't forget, we have a, um, also this year's Réveillon menu. We are in Réveillon this year. We do some special for Réveillon menu. So, uh, but I'm definitely going to have pheasant this year. The squab is, it's, mm-hmm. uh, not too many people, I think, um, the guests. Uh, I know, I keep thinking that, you know, we used to have two or three chefs uh, who were usually young chefs, and they would put it on the menu, and you'd see it a few times, and then you'd never yeah. see it again. No, but if some guy, somebody listening right now, you show a lot of people listening, you show Tom and Miriam, I would definitely, if they call me, say, Andre, well, I'm going to come. This weekend or the following week, give me some time that I'm going to get to the square I cook for you. The same day with the sweet bread, the same day with uh, any, anything they want, the beef wellington, uh, whatever they like. Uh, it takes a little time. Uh, tripe, anything they want, I love to do it, as you know. Yeah. For a bit, 30 years, 5 years a year. Um, we, yeah. we have some requests always the guests ask it. But if you give me plenty of time, I'd Say love to again. do it for my, my pets. My Wait, home we is a, you. Well, yeah, this his home is our home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, all of this is at Andrea's, and it's all really true. Go tell him you want to talk to him. It is really true. And, uh, and you know, ask him some embarrassing questions, too, like, what's the deal on that rat fink Tom Fitzmaurice? No, what about Long Island Duckling? <laughs> the Long Island Duckling, Tom. The luck, yeah, ask for the uh, Long Island Duckling, folks. But only because we only serve Long Island stomach. Duckling. Yeah, only. We have a lot of connoisseurs uh, around the world. All of this is at Andrea's. And uh, every day, lunch and dinner, seven days a week. The uh, duck is superior. Really, really great. 8583583. And, and Andrea, 8583583. Tom and Marion, Molte Goodbye, Andrea. Thank you. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. Great to be here with you talking about my favorite subject, eating, drinking, restaurants, cooking, wine. Kitty cats. It's been a bizarro okay, show. Yeah. Kind of a bizarro show. You think hey, so? yes, I want to say what I found in our excavation of this studio while you were this looking studio? for your 12th night Arno's um, squab. Uh-huh. Uh, I found, I was looking through the menus for, uh, you've got like a stash of old menus, which would be fun to just kind of go mm-hmm. through one time. Yeah. Uh, it actually would take much more than one time. But anyway, you have a whole um, desk drawer full of old menus. And I found one from Mama Leone's. Ah, you know about Mama Leone's? We I went there do on, know Mama Leone's. On our, uh, when I was at Rummel High School. Yeah, I would place, imagine the, that would be the kind of place we you We went would to go. New York. Yeah. It was our senior <laughs> trip. 
And one of the places we made was put together by one of the brothers who uh, said he knew everything. Uh, what he knew about was huge piles of lobster and uh, uh, and um, spaghetti and meatballs uh, right there in the middle of Manhattan. Now, now, do you think, okay, so Mama Leone's is gone now. Yep. What was the name of that restaurant critic that wrote that scathing, scathing review of Mama Leone's about it being like a soap? Oh, Rich, Richard Collins. Was that Seymour, Seymour Britschke? It may was well that, have been. Yes, and it was just this. It savage. It was funny, but it was savagely nasty. Well, it was a, a much uh, revered it's a time then. In those days, but it was over. Really, it was. Uh, it was an old timey restaurant. Right, doing. Let me look at when the years for it were. It's uh, oh. the menu. I'm going to look at the menu because it's really. It's big, first yeah, of all. It's really yeah. big. Huge with the and I remember these neon so, ta, signs covering the place. So when did it when did it go? When did it pass into uh, nostalgia? When did it become? Uh, I, I don't know. For I, it? I'm never 1906, really. 1906, Tom. Oh wait a minute. Wait, was <clears throat> around since 1906. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, in New York, that's not. My goodness. Well, no, that's never nothing. Anyway, I'm I'm trying to figure out when the last year for Mama Leone's was. If anybody knows, give us a call, 260-63. Are you going to find it right now? I'm going to find it for you right now. Well, I like the menu. The menu is a gigantic thing, and it's got a, it's got, oh, so it's, so it, does it celebrate all the regions of Italy? Because according to this, I see, this is when we really do need a webcam, because both of us are looking at interesting things here. And it's very, uh, you know, it's very 70s, I have to say. It's probably, it probably didn't last too long past the 80s, right? Like the mid-80s or something. It probably went out then. Anyway, Mama Leone's. Anybody ever go to Mama Leone's? Give us a call, 260-6368. What are your recollections of it? Do you have a pencil? No. Why? Uh, You have a pencil. Yeah, I I do, but I'm not going to be able to remember this. Okay, go ahead. I'll write it down. What is it? It's it's, it's easy. I mean, and it's it's interesting, too. Uh, Five... Uh, 15515. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Make that 159. Okay. 233. Uh Uh-huh. 34. Pick one of those... And it's one five nine two three 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 four. Yeah. Okay. What is that? Uh, it there's an article here. Let's just go to one of them. What what was it? Um, oh, one, are you t- one one fifty nine. So these are pages like one fifty nine two thirty three or thirty four. Yeah. Okay. That's right a nice Mama. book. Who is that? That's a pretty book. There it is. That's Mama Leone's right there. Uh huh. And, Who wrote uh, that book? It's too bad. We need a webcam. And, and, and you, think, you think the station would spring for a webcam? And we really don't. We really, you really don't want a right, webcam give, in the give studio, me another folks. One, give me another one. One fifty-nine. This is fascinating, isn't it, folks? One fifty-nine, yeah. two thirty-three, and thirty-four. Two thirty-three. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's how I'm supposed to decipher the so. numerals that you have given me, Tom. 159 and page 233 and 30, 234 is my guess. 233? Was that one of them? Yes, 233 and 34. Okay, I'm and almost this is there. Like, oh, this is, you know, this is like, this book looks like it's your Extinct Restaurants of New Orleans book. Only it's, it's for New similar, York yeah. City. It's for New York City. 
I like yours better. Yours has uh, got a little more character to it, I would say. Almost there. But this is kind of a fascinating looking book. I have to I have to have a look at that at some point. Two six zero six three six eight. This is riveting, isn't it, folks? Um, we were talking about uh, pheasants is how we got on this, and then Cornish game hens. And here we are now just just leafing through a big book looking for something, and I'm not even sure what it is. There's got to be an <clears throat> article about Mama who, who is that? Oh, it's Arthur, Arthur Schwartz. Schwartz. I thought Arthur Schwartz was a whole lot older looking than that. I don't know if that's who him. Who is yeah, that? I, that is is that Arthur Schwartz? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because he's he's kind of youngish. This came out in... I thought, uh, isn't, isn't Arthur Schwartz like Mr. Food? <clears throat> Was uh, that the yeah. Mr. Food? I, I think that well, is the Well, I thought he was a much older man than that. He is definitely an older guy. Well, I, that looks like a fairly new book. Uh, it's an, it is a new book, and it's a nice book, too. And uh, the people who who persuaded me into publishing my own cookbook. Yeah. Oh, that's Taborian Chang? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, that's a nice book. I'm going to have to look at that at some point. Yeah. Anyway, we got on this because we were talking about pheasants. And other game birds. This is, if you're just tuning in, give us a chance. It's been a rough show. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we started talking about, first of all, Emeril, because it's his birthday today, and what shows Emeril had on the Food Network, and at what point in his career, and his television career, I think is not current. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, because, I, like I said, I never did follow it, but... Um, but he did at one point have a television sitcom that was short-lived. So uh, I was wondering what the names of Emerald's television shows were along his career. Tom has now ceased to be part of this show. He is so riveted is he by this know. book. Just, he's just he's just sitting there reading Stephen the book. Stephen is here. Stephen, welcome to the food show. Stephen, Hello. are you still with your mama? No, no, I'm back. Oh gosh, that was a quick trip. How is she? Wonderful five days with her. She's fine. Good. Adjusting well to being in assisted living. Uh huh. There's lots of little white-haired ladies around her that she, Uh you know, and she goes to music every day or bingo and. and, I love bingo. uh, She goes to exercise class three days a week, and so I did get her. They, they have all the ladies on walkers, and I'm not especially crazy about that. So I, she, with me, she spent more time on a cane rather than a walker. Uh huh. So, how old is um, she? How old is she, Stephen? Almost mm-hmm. ninety-three. Uh huh. January. Okay. So. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad she's doing well. Yeah. Okay. You, you've been missed on the show. I guess you have yeah. a really long list now. Not really. Um, no. I, I like radishes. And believe it or not, I can eat about, let's say, 10 radishes and I don't want dinner. Yeah, I can see that. It's a way to eat. You know, the radishes these days seem to be much bigger than they were when I was a kid. Yes. And they're pink pink now. When they used to be much redder, it seems like. I don't know. I I seem to have gotten red ones at Walmart and Robert's. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, and also my, I wanted to talk about squab. My talk about grandmother squab. I wish you could squab. talk to Tom about squab, but he has dumped out of the show. <laughs> he's, 
sitting here in his chair with, anyway, with his headset on, but he is no longer part of the show. He's completely, okay. completely uh, got his head into the Arthur Schwartz book. You're well, just not listening. I one time went to Andreas and got squab, but it was well too overcooked, so I Uh-oh. don't know. Um but my great grandfather had a pigeon coop in the backyard. Uh-huh. Did uh huh. Did he eat he, them? Yes, he loved uh, them. That was his favorite food. Uh, and he had a gardener chauffeur pigeon man. <laughs> 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 and they had a big barn. I don't think the pigeons ever left the barn. But uh-huh. the babies were separated, and uh, and of course this this guy that was the chauffeur and gardener. I mean, my grandfather had a. I think they when he died they sold the lot off in the back that was his garden, and they s- built eight houses where his garden was. So it oh, was a, a a whole town block of garden, mm, and nice. uh, everything was fresh. I mean it. Um, the my, his cook would sit on the front porch and see my grandfather, my great grandfather, making the corner four blocks away, and she'd scream back to John Henry to bring the corn in, and he would peel the corn as he was walking in, and she'd have the water boiling already. So oh, that's fresh that's corn. Fresh. Yeah. Wow. Or she'd be sitting on the front door porch peeling limas or peas or whatever the green vegetable of the day was. Gosh, so, Stephen, but, if you grew up eating food that fresh, how can you eat regular food now? Well, it's a little hard. And, you know, and then on top of that, as as I grew up, my mother was a, a fairly good cook, but she was a doctor, so she, she didn't. But we had Amish maids. Ah. Uh, there was an Amish <laughs> community in my town, and the girls that hadn't been signed up to get married. Oh yeah, you told us this story was, before. Yes. Was, you know, so I mean, they made homemade yeah. rolls every day and yeah. everything, and we actually bought a lot of our meat and chickens from the Amish. She would, you know, we would order yeah. the meat, and she, her father would butcher the stuff and and have it. So I mean, it was all fresh meat. Yeah. Um, Talk about matter of fact, I, I don't know whether I've told you the story, but my father worked on the Apollo spacesuits, and the astronauts had to come in for fittings. And if they put on five pounds, they'd have to redo the suits. So Dad would bring the astronauts home. So I mean, there were astronauts in our house on a regular basis, all during the the Apollo. What, to put visit. them on a diet or something? Oh, no, no, because, you know, the town was not all that big, and they didn't have any really nice restaurants, so our house had, you know, an Amish cook and and my mother, so, you know, whatever went on, uh, it was better food at our house than it was in any restaurant. I would imagine, for sure. You know, when we were, my daughter and I were up in that Amish area, you could drive just a couple of blocks and there'd be another little farm stand with really great stuff with the Amish serving it there. I was just up there. I didn't buy anything because I was carrying on luggage. And Uh, I, in the past, have had 
uh, them bring back bring back jelly in my carry on, and they made me dump it out. Ah. Uh. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, and this time they went in and, you know, the, the lady didn't want, uh, I had insulin with me and I had those refrigerator, those plastic refrigerator freezer uh-huh. things. And she said, I couldn't take it on the airplane. I said, well, you better get a supervisor over here because there is insulin that needs to be kept cold. Mm. So, and, and it's, I had itty, itty bitty Coke, half size Cokes. In the in the bag. Tom has a solution for this, Stephen. You know what it is. Do you know what Tom's solution to this would be? Tell me. I don't know myself. What? Tom's solution would to this would be take the train. Oh yeah, that's it. You need to take the train. That's Tom's solution to everything. He knows that already. But my flight from uh, Philly to New Orleans was only seventy (laughs) eight dollars. And the train would be a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Tom doesn't care about details like that. Yeah. He really doesn't. These are these are insignificant details. Although Amtrak did have a great sale recently. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so, Stephen. Are you down like to the bottom time. of your list? You are listening yep. to the food show. That's it. All right, welcome back. We've managed to yank the Arthur Schwartz book out of Tom's hands. So if you would like to talk to him he is now again participating in the show beg your pardon two six zero six three six eight is the number but it has been a bizarro kind of show well but it's been entertaining with a lot of unusual things a lot of unusual things and little bits of sure. history yes. to, uh, uh you know around new orleans we, okay we do this a lot so tell me about sham I know nothing about it. I, I saw it. Uh, let's see what it says. Go uh, back to your book then, Tom. No, I mean, you can't know everything. Chom, uh, uh, which is, uh, that's a French word. It's a cheese. It's a cow's yeah, milk you, you cheese read it. You from read it. southwest France in the area of Perigord. Perigord. It is a semi-soft cheese in the monastery style, which is to say that it has been a washed rind and an interior that ripens into a very assertive flavor. So in other words, it's a stinky cheese. Ah, that's right. You don't like when stinky cheese? When it gets overripe, it can become bitter, how oh, delicious, with base components, which some people enjoy. It's for palates that enjoy, there you go, that enjoy stinky cheeses. Shome comes in a flattened disc with an orange exterior and a creamy yellow interior. If you eat this one with wine, make the wine a big red. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds wonderful to me. Yeah. Do you, you know, this brings up an interesting question. At you least like it does to me. stinky cheese? No. No, well, I love stinky cheese. I you like do. cheese, uh, period. Right, that's but, right. But, you know, uh, it's not uncommon, although not really often enough. Uh, uh, occurring, too. Occurring, thank you. Um that uh, cheese, as a, as a course, there was a time when there certain restaurants around town, I remember particularly Some of them probably still do that. I think you can get cheese uh, at Justine for a course. I'm sure, and it, that's what you want to look for is a Chinese, a Chinese, excuse me, a uh, French, a French uh-huh. uh, bistro-style restaurant. There's yeah. plenty of those around mm-hmm. New Orleans, so that's no big deal. But the... Uh, but then getting into it, and you you find out that it comes with it goes with the bread, it goes with with the wine. What stinky it, cheese? Yeah, whatever you've got, pretty much. It's hard yeah. to to make a mistake at it. 
And uh, I, I think we could do better to eat more cheese. I, I think we'd enjoy it. Well, I think that there's uh, – you don't have to – is there anybody out there – and I'm really curious about this. Is there anybody out there who doesn't like cheese? Uh, oh, I'm sure there are some people, but uh, what do they know? I think it would be really interesting to hear from somebody like All right. that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Yeah, if you um, don't like cheese, I'm not talking about stinky cheese. I'm talking about just, in general, just any cheese. kind of cheese because yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that because yeah. it's. I would. I don't eat stinky cheese, but cheese is just about one of the most pleasurable things in the world. And I, I can't imagine someone that would taste cheese and say, you know what, I just don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't need to eat this. Because there's a cheese for every palate out there. There's the mm-hmm. milder cheese, there's the stinky cheese, and there are millions of cheeses in between. Yeah, blue cheeses. Well, those are stronger. I could see somebody saying that they don't like blue cheese because it's a strong flavor. But I can't imagine someone saying, I don't like Beecher Flagship, or I don't like Vermont White Cheddar, or I don't like, you know, just basic yellow cheddar that you can get at any supermarket. Mm -hmm. That's... That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's getting to be that a lot of uh, a lot of grocery stores uh, have quite a selection of cheeses, and there are some that are just okay, but they're still a lot better okay than they used to be, say, ten years ago. It's almost like saying yeah. I don't like butter. I mean, it's it's yeah. it butter butter couldn't possibly offend anyone, could it? Uh, Hi, Gregory. <laughs> Gregory, welcome to the food show. Hey. Hey, Marianne. Hello. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Hello, Tom. How are you guys? Hello. I'm. Uh, I'm I don't think is this. This isn't our regular Gregory, is it? No, it's Gregory. It's. I'm on a different phone. I'm on a work phone. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm sneaking. Uh-huh. I'm sneaking it's around. It's a subdued Gregory. Hello, Gregory. I had to get on about the cheese. <laughs> you know who still puts on? Well, I guess. I don't know. It's not really a cheese course, but I remember as a kid, the Roosevelt having a cheese course at their big dinners over at the Sazerac. Um, that was really kind of weird because I wasn't into cheese then. This was a long time ago. But now, I mean, you can go to Cafe de Gaia and they got great cheese boards. And they even do. In Napoleon They're house, very so French, a, though. Yeah, very, 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 very French. French. Kind of there and a little brie, and then they got this stuff and that stuff. Um, yeah. The stinkier, the better, I say. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I go with that. You better, guys go have like some stinky cheese. I like it before my cheese. meal, believe it or not. I don't like it. Like I might have a no. soup or maybe a salad, and then the cheese course, and then the entree. Because it makes me think. Now, yeah, th- that is where that's where we part. Uh, uh, company. Company. What? Uh, no, I, I think cheese at the beginning of a meal is a bad idea. Right, uh, personally, up, just huh? from a taste, just for a taste perspective, but uh, not my not my bag. But a lot of people do it, so you know if you like yeah. it. Like, yeah. Well, usually it's mixed with some meat, some uh, like a uh, you know, um, there'll there'll be some salsons and some uh, cheese. You know, so it's not like it's mm-hmm. not a cheese board. What would you call that? A charcuterie, I guess is what I was mm-hmm. thinking of. Yeah. yeah, but um, I know that um, that the uh, oh Louis, the, um, excuse me, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of Louis the Sixteenth again, which was a big deal mm-hmm. over there. 
I was sure thinking was. of uh, Napoleon House, what and I'm thinking geez. of uh, the, the only two places that I know that put out a good presentation are those two places, Cappy Day Guy and uh, the Napoleon House, believe it or not. And not I think really... you can get cheese at the end of a meal at Justine, but I could be wrong. Uh, well, yeah, you could be right there, too. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. anyway. So, they have um, a good little cheese pile at Aquista Pace. Nice little oh, cheese course. basket. Well, yeah. <laughs> they have a whole cheese cave at Aquista Pace. They I do. Could, I could and spend a whole year still... there and not even, and, and I thought I knew something about cheeses. And, I've, and I've when... been up there in Covington, and that place is amazing. Oh, yeah. It really is. That's an, and, that's an education in just a few hours, actually. And, uh, and believe me, I've, I've been around the world. That's a, that's a pretty good uh, spot they have up there. Well, you guys, um, where did y'all have lunch today, then? Uh, let's see. We went to New Orleans. Uh, Food and Spirits. Food and Spirits. Oh, the one in Bucktown? Uh, no, in Covington. In Covington. Oh, in Covington. oh okay. Oh, there's so one you, on the West Bank and there's one on, on the uh, right, in Bucktown. Right. Well, yeah. the uh, one on Hammond Highway in, in a Bucktown is uh, is a very popular. I just figured you very guys have been there. Very always. So, so you guys stayed on the other side of the lake. I gotcha. Yeah, right. we're over here most of the time. Yeah. yeah. I know that. I know that. Um, well, me, I have to now. I have to commute, which is a pain in the butt. But I do like New Orleans wine and spirits. I think it's an underrated place. It really is a lot of fun. And the guys that are running it's it, good. Like it's really good food. Oh, he's the chef and the owner, and he's a really good guy. He, he is really is a good guy. Very good guy. I got, well, let's see. I was thinking about something else, but I can't think of it now. I okay. know the feeling. Well, <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to pipe in about cheese. I think the yeah. world needs more cheese. I, I agree. I can't imagine. I, do you know anyone that doesn't eat cheese, Gregory? Um, very few people. Uh, some people, they have these new diseases, lactose intolerant. I don't know that, you know. You know yeah. I don't know. The, well, there are I people who still really, eat it, you know, because it's I good. I think they really used to be cheese eaters, but now they they're all, they got doctors scaring them from, from eating um, cheese now. I, it, 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 uh, it, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I just yeah, my you opinion. You could wind up being afraid to eat anything. True. Yeah, you could be yeah, afraid of eating that. anything. You know, I yeah. like natural yeast. I mean, where would we be without yeast and bacteria? These 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 parents today don't let their kids play in the mud and the dirt mm-hmm. like my yeah. parents let us play in. That's why I don't have any allergies. I'm I'm telling you. They got all Either the, that or that's where you don't have any friends, although I do think you have Oh, well, no, no, no. I mean, all of us grew up, you know, playing on the lakefront and getting in the dirt and uh, jumping in the lake and even in some of the canals. I mean, we have we have immunity. I mean, I have no allergies whatsoever. And I see more and more generations of kids growing up because their parents have sheltered them. Oh, you mustn't do that. And then they got yeah. the antibacterial soap. Yeah. And oh, no, oh, no. Well, for crying out loud, my parents just said, let them go have fun. And and we ran out the door. We weren't inside playing video games like these kids are today. I'm sorry. We just weren't. You guys sound like me. I was about to say you sound like old geezers, but then. I'm not that old. I'm only 57, (laughs) you know. I mean. Tom's not, but he is anyway. (laughs) All right. right. I can't wait to see you guys at the Boudin Bourbon and Beer Festival this year. I hope you're going to be there. Yeah, when is it? What? Uh, what's November eighth, Tom. Oh gosh, that's around the corner. I know. It that's is. why I wanted to remind you. All right. It's gonna be Take fun. It. It's gonna be fun. Thank you. All right. So long, yeah, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
See ya. Two six zero six three six eight. You know, we just kind of ignored that for all these years. What? The... I met I met Mario Batali there once, and I was yeah. so underwhelmed. I'm still repressing it. Hmm. Well, there were a few pictures of and uh, well, a few uh, reports on him. Yeah. Two six. Well, that wasn't uh, my problem with him. He's just a hmm. he's just a jerk. Well, anyway. Um, that event, which raises all kind of money for all Speaking kinds of... Speaking of Emerald, isn't that Emerald, his event? That's his event. Yeah. And uh, it's bourbon, bourbon, wait a minute, bourbon, uh, beer, beer boudin. and boudin. Boudin, right. bourbon, and beer, I think, something and, like uh, that. They, uh, I went to we the... haven't been in a long time. Yeah. I, I haven't been to that since it was in the warehouse district. Is it still in the warehouse district? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It was right around the corner from Emeralds, in fact. Yeah. And, and I remember the first night uh, that occurred, uh, there was, let's see, it was the the main singer for, uh, uh, oh, gosh. Oh, I'm worn out, Tom. I can't what? help you. I'm worn okay. out today. Well, it happens. <laughs> now, let's see. Uh, uh, he was after uh, the after yeah. the Cornish hen flambe or whatever it is. I, I'm just worn out. Are you still? Oh, uh, uh, do they still have that on the menu, by the way? Because I know you what? used to have to go to Arno's on Twelfth Night because of that dish. Oh yeah. And then you passed into a different phase where that you were letting that one go. We still had prom night and those mm-hmm. other things, but but you you were letting the Twelfth um, Night Cornish hen go. Oh, what a shame! Yeah, but then so you again, haven't done that in a while, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. But oh. uh, but it's uh, you know things change. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. Let's go back to your almanac. There's not much yeah. in your almanac today. It's kind of a well. It's kind of, well I find that that you know when you when you need it, it's just not there. And sometimes there's just so much. There you of go. It. Why why is this uh, little fidget here? This whole little report. Why uh, is it very well liked along the Gulf Coast uh, when when you want to have a sandwich? I don't have oh because it's W L O X. Very good. <laughs> well done. Well, lox is not lox is not a sandwich. It's just a well, it winds it's a, up just that a way. salmon. Thing. I wonder. I wonder why. Well, it's in Biloxi. That's so cold that's smoked, right? Cold smoked. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, wait. In... I, I wait a minute. I, I no. That's that's uh, what they're talking about is. What's the difference is, in cold smoke than hot smoked? Uh, cold smoke. I guess heat. You but anyway, it, you put it up in a smoker where the temperature is only like fifty this is degrees. Cold smoke. Cold smoke. Uh huh. And then hot smoked or you know whatever you call it. Uh, that the the temperature actually gets up into the 200 range. Well, if it's cold smoked, how do you smoke it? Does it just absorb the flavor you, from being there, in, a, you, in a small space yeah, with the you, smoke? You can have real smoking going on with the pit running just at about uh, 175 degrees. It's not enough to uh, to cook it. So it's not really cooked. It's not really cooked. Which is why I never eat it. Okay, well, so it's not life. really cooked. I mean, it, it is cured also, and I don't think that there's any problem with it. You know, well, I mean, I hope not. A lot of people eat it, so. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and then hot smoking is when it's actually has been smoked, cooked uh, and smoked. Yeah. And it's, uh, and, uh, uh, the I smoke... find it a little stringy if it's cold smoked. Do you? Mm, I, I like cold uh, smoked better than I like uh, not so smoked. So you like so the cold smoke better than the yeah. regular smoked salmon? Yeah. Okay, I just yeah. the opposite. I like it the other way because I feel like I need to, 
I need to have it cooked. Yeah. There anyway, Julia Child said, yeah. the only time to eat diet food is while you are waiting for the steak to cook. <laughs> she has a lot of uh, quote, quotable quotes there. Yes. Well, uh, she's Julia Child. She better. She better. Um, my favorite, uh, this wasn't much of a joke, but it was it was pretty impressive. He was, uh, it was Julia Child uh, at a at a dinner that was taking place in the Royal Sinesta Hotel at the time, and the uh-huh. chef at the time uh, was making a, a new dish. It was pretty interesting. It was a take on Oysters Rockefeller, uh-huh. and it was made with a, a custard instead of with the breadcrumbs and all the other stuff that you'd get in a regular Oysters Bienville. What do you mean a custard? Is okay, so if you can imagine. Like a dessert. Yeah, like, but imagine this, no sweet. It's just pure... Um, of oysters Rockefeller? Yeah. And then yeah. you bake them in the oven, just yeah. like you would bake the... Uh, the Regular, the, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, you would uh, you would bake it until it would set up, and then uh, you would just eat it from that point. So it had all the elements of an oysters Rockefeller, plus, as an extra thing, was this custard underneath. And Julia Child said, oh, my goodness, this is very good. Uh, not maybe a little bit better than I did, up yeah, in a, but I would but, hope so. but anyway, uh, she she was raving about it. She thought it was a great idea and had been executed very well. And then uh, she continued with the dinner. She uh-huh. never said another word about the food to the end of the dinner. So apparently, you made. What a, does that mean? What what would one conclude from that? Uh, that, that that was the that only good thought, thing in the dinner. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I. Took and who away were the from. who were the chefs cooking the dinner? I don't know where they are anymore. They were at the Royal Sinesta at that time, but I don't uh-huh. think they're there now. Huh. Interesting. So uh, uh, yeah, it was huh. uh, it was a great evening, and it was wonderful to meet her and all the things you've ever heard about her. Uh, like for example, she is really tall. I mean, it, it, standing next to her, you feel like you're you're about to play a basketball game or something. Yeah. She, and. Uh, yeah. She's very well liked with good reason. She was charming as could be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Julia okay. Child, in case you're just joining. All right. So, so if you're what? just joining us, don't bother. Yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> here, here's how it goes. Words to drink by. Quote, I had been able to observe that there was a sprightly sportsman behind the counter mixing things out of bottles mm-hmm. and stirring them up in long glasses that seemed to have ice in them. And the urge came upon me to see more of this man yeah yeah that is a quote from uh birdie wooster from pg wodehouse who was born today in 1881 i don't understand brit humor uh it's that it's not so much him as that other guy who has that british humor whose name i can't remember remember when we were in london and they had that show about the devil on (laughs) Yeah, it was our first time in London, and we it was late in the evening, and there was this show on the telly, Uh and it was that's where it would be, all right. And it was this guy who was dressed up like the devil. Oh, and he was was walking around on the street, and he was doing all of these hilariously devilish things to people. It was kind of like. Um, it's kind of like our can- uh, candid camera, only the guy was literally wearing a devil suit. 
and he was um, he was being uh, devilishly funny. naughty, yeah. uh, and you were supposed to just watch what would happen when he would come in and do these devilishly naughty things, and that was our first introduction into British humor humor in Britain. It's unique. It absolutely is. There is no two ways about it. <clears throat> Anyway, I don't understand P.G. Wodehouse either. That's, or uh, I just, what, what is what is the name of that series? It's a whole series, isn't it? It's a long series. <laughs> and what is it? What's the actual mm, name of the series? I, I ought to know that, but I don't. Somebody okay. must be listening to it. I don't know if anybody's listening. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have serious doubts at this point. I'll Everybody look it up and see. Everybody says this, and then it I'll turns it out we have see. a lot of people listening. Yeah. Somebody so. sent me a concern. Consoling email once saying, you know, when you think no one's listening, they really are. And it's just so interesting. And I'm thinking, wow, okay. Yeah, well, you never know. Yeah, okay. So I'm looking at PG Roadhouse now. And let's see what the name I, of the series is. Yeah. I had a, a, a girlfriend, believe it or not, a long time ago, who uh, was nuts about those. those. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. PG Woodhouse. Yeah, Mr. Jeeves, wasn't it? Jeeves? Mr. Jeeves, yeah, Jeeves. That Jeeves. was the name. That was the name of the the butler, and the, and he always uh, managed to work his way in and save everything. Uh, everything, yeah, to keep disaster from. But wasn't wasn't like two people something in Jeeves? Uh, there was Jeeves and, and Wooster. Was and it Wooster Wo- and Jeeves? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I wish okay. We had the time to. Uh, to get back to that, but that's another. I mean, well, here we are at the end. Yes, it, it was a slugfest this time, folks. I don't know. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm not going to give the phone number because we are out of time. We so are, I hope yeah. uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful evening. Find a good meal tonight. It's only it's, Tuesday, but you can find something. Yeah. You just got to look. Tuesday's the, the day that a lot of places that were closed on Monday reopen, like I think Trayen is only open for dinner on Tuesdays. So not that, you know, I'm just throwing that out there because I thought about it earlier today. All right. That's it for us for the evening. Yep. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good meal, and uh, we'll try to do that too. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.